Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start conversation on Unit 9, Education and Social Change. Our topic is Goals, Objectives and Structural Patterns of Education. It is true that some of the so-called universal or society-oriented goals of education in a society articulate the thinking of the philosophers and social reformers of the times, many of whom project a future in terms of ideal society. This can be illustrated by examples of many Western and Eastern educational philosophers. At this juncture, we may refer other units. In actual operation, it has been shown that in most countries, the system works both in its form and content with a decisive social bias, heavily in favor of the upper or dominant strata of the society. At the same time, it provides occupational and social mobility to a small number from the social strata. The educational system is largely conditioned by the prevalent socio-economic and political power structure. Its expansion, growth and development are tuned to the requirements of this social structure. The changes in it are directed by the changes in this structure and particularly by the changes in the economic, social and political distribution of power. An education system which is a social product and part of the entire social system acquires a collateral relationship with it. This relationship however cannot be of one to one correspondence. Imbalances and incongruencies do occur giving rise at times to dissatisfaction and dissent, disharmony, disresonance and even revolt. In other words, along with correspondence and collaterality, there are contradictions too. First, the social situation together with its underlying socio-economic structure and the political power structure are never static. These have their repercussions on the education system as well. In the course of its development, the education system acquires certain autonomy and its own dynamics of development. It can generate conflict in the overvalues of different components of a system or over values of one or more components. Finally, education has a dual character. Although the process of education socializes individuals to conform to the norms and values of the society, it also has the capacity to generate a spirit of inquiry and question the accepted norms. It has the potential to encourage people to question and dominant values and norms in society and to make them rebel against the existence societal constraints.
Now let us move to the next point, education and change in society. It is with reference to the cultural factor of social change that one talks of education from a conventional perspective. Education mediates and maintains the cultural heritage of the society. But whilst seeking to conserve education must also ensure that culture lag in society is minimized. This means that there must be some attempt to adjust the old culture to new conditions in order that individuals within a society may keep up with technological change. Patterns of culture and of institutions change rapidly even though the average member of society may be virtually unaware of the transformations taking place around her. School exists not merely to reflect and meditate the cultural inheritance of our society and current change. They exist also to assist in the promotion of social change and reform. One need only look at such countries as Germany, Russia, India and Pakistan and the evolving societies of the continents of Africa and South America to see that education has been and is being used as an agent of social change. A great deal of course depends here upon the nature of the political system of any particular society. Durkheim argued that there was not just one form of education ideal or actual, but many forms. There were in fact many different forms of education, so society as a whole and each particular context would determine the type of education that was realized or could be realized. Durkheim has explained that the education was crucial in terms of preserving a certain degree of has immunity and ingraining the essential elements of collective life. He however felt that it was also very important to ensure that there was a certain amount of diversity in society without which any form of cooperation would be impossible. There is and must be an interaction between education and society. It is not just a one-way process in which education in, is wholly determined by the state or by the demands of society. The institution and structure of education can in turn change and modify the social structure. Society at large may dictate the change through the free election of political parties to power. In turn, the program form and the schedule of education which to a large extent are directed and controlled by the political and social aims of society at any particular time may contribute to the change. A study of comparative education will adequately reveal the fact that the ideologies, the political ideals and 
social aims of countries like China, the USA and the USSR, France, Germany and England are reflected in their educational systems. Education however does not merely reflect society, it serves to bring change in it too. Karl Mihem also explored the problem of social change and social progress in relation to education. He explained that there was a lack of awareness in social affairs as well as lack of comprehensive sociological orientation. The leaders of the nation including teachers should be educated in a way which would enable them to understand the meaning of change. Menham argued that in the present situation no teaching was sound unless it trained people to be conscious of the social situation in which they find themselves and to be able after careful deliberation to make their choices and take decisions. Education, some philosophers believe, must therefore be for mobility, for flexibility of thoughts and action, for producing individuals with a high general level of culture so that they adapt to changing economic and social conditions. According to Kamert, there are four positions regarding education and social change. Education is for itself and has nothing to do with social change. Education is determined completely by social factors and can therefore play no role in changing society. It follows social change. Education is an autonomous or relatively autonomous factor and therefore can and does induce social change. Educational change and social change must take place simultaneously. There are a few who maintain that either education and social change bear the no link with each other or that education has no role to perform in changing society. If social change refers to fundamental structural changes in society, it is clear that the socio-economic factor and the political factor rather than education have primary importance in the process of social change. Education can facilitate the process of social change as a necessary and a vital collateral factor. It opens contributes to igniting, accelerating and sustaining the process by disseminating and cultivating knowledge, information, skills and values appropriate to the changing socio-economic and political structure. Moreover, in a rapidly changing situation, for example, in a post-revolutionary period when fundamental structural changes are talking, taking place rapidly, education can undoubtedly operate as a powerful means to demolish the cultural and ideological superstructure and to build in its 
place an altogether new structure appropriate to the situation which would be in harmony with the newborn society in some countries a whole new system of education evolved replacing the old system after revolutionary socio economic and political structural changes for example after the british con- conquest of india a system of modern education was introduced under the aegis of the british rulers the liberating and renovating characteristics of education get enhanced by counterposing an alternative ideology which is in accordance with the emerging social situation this entails challenging the existing ideology it would be a hyperbola to say that education is the main instrument or the single most important factor of social change statements such as this are made for rhetorical purpose sometimes even to confuse the common people particularly when they are delivered by politicians often they reflect an incorrect understanding of the role of education an incorrect assumption that a far reaching structural transformation is already taking place and that education therefore should come forward to play its crucial role in co-summation the transformation and and essentially social reformist and welfare perspective with no bid for a far reaching structural transformation education is expected to play its role in the furtherance of economic growth and social change within the present socio economic structural framework Here we wind up the conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast.